We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Steven, great jump cut, 45 seconds. The whole burst to it, 20. Nice, that's a tackle, runs left. 25 still in the seat, 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it, he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. Here for a Tuesday night show. You were supposed to record last night. Had a power outage on my end. You're stuck in football and classes and everything on your end. I never thought we'd be this busy, Mike. Me either, sir. Yeah, man, it was crazy. You know, I ended up having to meet with our coaches after practice. And then that meant 45 minutes. And then I had to talk to a parent. That went another 45. Next thing I know, it's like almost 8 o'clock rolling home, whatever time it was. And then I had to hurry up and jump on my Zoom call for my second class that I'm taking. But I got an A last four weeks. so. Yeah, but man, a lot of work. So man, yeah, yesterday got crazy. So glad to be here on a Tuesday to talk about our beloved L8 Rams. I mean, I, I had all these plans. I was going to get Torin the Leap episode out with it last night, and the house just went dark. Whew. Just dark. I sit upstairs, put my girls to bed, and I hear this bang sound, and all the lights went out. All of them. So, before you know, I'm getting my girls are getting the shoes on. I'm getting my shoes on. We're walking out the street and we're seeing the power 
like the power wires are like going back and forth. And I guess a transformer just two houses down blew out. So all the neighbors were outside looking at this transformer, <laughs> keeping our distance, of course, but there went the night. There went the night. I guess that was a shadowy night. When did power get restored? Um, a couple hours later. My, but it scared my daughters. So you had the candlelights? We have flashlights flashlight. out. Have flashlights out, but my, my daughters usually have, have a nightlight in the room and everything, and, and oh, gotcha. man, they so were not... They're they like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. I eventually had to stay in my, my youngest daughter's room until she fell asleep. And that took some time because she, she was all freaked out. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm sitting trying to tell them, listen, it can be a lot worse. She's had a hurricane going through New Orleans. You guys haven't experienced anything yet. And, of course, they're, they're young. They don't get that. But, <laughs> you know. But you also had some stuff. Just the, the, the drillers update. How the drillers do last weekend? Man, the drillers are like shooting themselves in the foot. We uh, let them give up just a big play again on a simple like cover three corner. Like is pointing at the guy running up the field and it's like, yeah, that's your guy. Oh, yeah. Well, what were you thinking? Uh, Why do you jump the back? Uh, Yeah, I don't know, coach. So anyway, they jumped out 14-7. We come back tied up 14-14 in the third. You know, had a lot of good plays, and then you're jumping off sides, and then there's holding, and then the refs, you know, never want to give them the calls. But when they're making calls that every time you make a big run or play, they call it back. You're going like, okay, what's going on? Uh, But we end up losing 34-14, and the last play ended up being a guy, like the third stream running back. They just put him in the game. 27 seconds left. Hey, just go run into the line. And he breaks. And I go, I know we're not letting this guy score. Yeah, we let that guy score. So it ends up being 34-14 instead of at least 28-14. But all that basically happened after midway through the third when it was 14-14. And we had had a chance to go up 21-14. So just growing pains and... You know, I tell everyone we're the best 0-2 team in the nation right now. So, I mean, it just sounds like you got you have a really immature team right now, and it just needs some growing. Do is that was that an accurate depiction? Yeah, that's 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 absolutely accurate. Even though you know we feel like we had some solid seniors, but just waiting for guys to really step up. Uh, but again, they played a lot better, closed the gap a lot from the first week. Uh, special team did outstanding, no big plays at all. Uh, actually had a big play on a punt return. So I was pleased with the turnaround there. But yes, overall, just lack of maturity when your quarterback, you know, has guys running wide open. He's zeroing in on someone on the other side. It's almost double covered. And you go, well, why'd you throw there? And it's like, I don't know, coach. So yeah, but. Our quarterback, good kid. He's a big-time wrestler as well. But uh, technically, this is his first time playing in two years. As a, so he's a junior. Uh, and so he's doing really well at this stage and, you know, continue to grow. But, yeah, we need to get in the win column against a real good team this Friday at home. Yeah. And so, I mean, it looks like the pressure's on the drillers. How about talking to Rams? Yes, do it. a big day. 53-man cut down. The roster is set. 
Before you even get into it, I want to ask you to hit over Apple Music, leave a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Also, make sure you subscribe anywhere podcasts can be found. And let's go ahead and knock our ads out now so we have a straight-up a straight up conversation all the way through. And, if, hey, folks, if you – in the past, we've had people ask us, hey, how can we help Rams talk out? How can we help support the podcast? You know, we're an independent, independent team here. Well, this is one way you can do it. If you enjoy fantasy sports, like really enjoy it, like to where you may spend some money on it, check out Thrive Fantasy. They partner with us. They got, they got a code with us. And what they do is very simple. It's a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. And with Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fancy value for both over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and there you go, your share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $140,000 of guaranteed money in prizes for week one and has awarded over $4 million. Thrive's featured $100,000 guaranteed contest is only 20 bucks to enter in first place. Takes home 20K. So this is what you got to do. If you want in on this, check out thrivefantasy.com. Use the promo code TALKRAMS when you sign up, and you'll receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, that's a 100% instant first deposit match up to 100 bucks using the code TALKRAMS. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting thrivefancy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And here's a word from our rest, from our other sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so Mike, here we go. 53-man roster. It's good to go. It's set a few surprises, I guess. We'll talk about this here. But let's take a look at, well, one, let's look at the cuts. 
and then we'll go down the actual roster because there were a couple that were um, were interesting. Would you say that? I would agree, my man. You'll agree, okay? Yeah. Now the cuts. Um, it's it's interesting because some of these faces are new. But on the same token, I'll say this: nothing here threw me for a loop. Like nothing totally shocked me. Like in the past, we've seen guys go, "Oh, oh, holy crap! They really cut that guy." In this case, I don't know about you, but nothing really kind of rocked me. Do you share that assessment, or am I just on top? Uh, I do. I thought uh, I, I thought Troy Warner might be a guy that you know. So maybe we see him on the practice squad, but that was somewhat. But when you look at six deep at safeties, uh, and then pretty solid to corner position, maybe that's not so much a surprise as more of you know it's a numbers thing. I mean, I was. I mean, I guess the thing the closest that got me was was Michael Kaiser not making it. Right. And this is a guy who I thought would be, you know, our starter a couple of years ago. He couldn't stay healthy. Uh, but here's here's the cuts. Okay, here are the cuts. The final list, and then we'll also include those who are injured. We'll include reserve for COVID-19. Um, first injured, Xavier Jones running back. He's hurt. So... They can probably add him back to practice squad upon his return. Um, waved outright, Landon Akers, Otis Anderson, Eric Banks, Kendall Blanton, Chandler Brewer, which was a little bit of a shock, Ernest Brown, who was our only draft pick cut, Marquise Copeland, John Daka, Dante Dan, Jake Gervais, Tyler Hall, Tristan Jackson, wide receiver there, Micah Kaiser, J.J. Koski. Justin Lawler, who had a pretty good camp, Kareem Orr, Max Percher, and Christian Roseboom. Right, I think, and Percher was the uh, was the form the foreign born player. So I'm I'm curious to see who goes to the practice squad, and that's in addition that was in addition to the ones who were let go on Monday, and let go on Monday was brought to Harris, Jeremiah Hadel. Jeremiah Cologne, Jordan Meredith, Dava Lumba, and you mentioned Troy Warner. So, and, and Shelton Benjamin is out. Well, he's on reserve COVID list right now, so we'll have to see what happens. Shelton Coleman, not the wrestler. Shelton Benjamin's a wrestler. Shelton Coleman. So, there you go. Anything yes, else there? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No, it's just, uh, you know, it's great for the guys who make it, not so great for the guys who didn't, especially when you get down to these last numbers. Then it's like, I got a shot. And then if your number's not called, then, yeah, you didn't have a shot. Or hopefully a lot of these guys that are making it to the last cuts either get put on this team's practice squad or maybe able to find a job somewhere else. And, you know, the good thing about the NFL and a lot of guys playing early there are other teams that may have wanted you, couldn't get you. Now you're, quote unquote, back on the street or available. And now they got a second chance to to bring you in where they couldn't do it the first go round. Well, I mean, I would think that there are a couple guys who will see in the practice squad. A couple guys kind of mind right away. I mean, 
the obvious one to me is Justin Lawler, Michael Kaiser, although Michael Kaiser might wind up getting picked up by somebody. But those two immediately, I think Dante Dan, we'll see him there. Uh, Chandler Brewer, I think we'll see him there. Mark Ernest Brown. Maybe Jake DeRace. Who do you think will on the, on the practice squad? Uh, yeah, possibly because they, they've relaxed the, the rules a little bit more and, uh, we'll have to, you know, we'll see, but at definitely a number of those guys you just named. And then, uh, again, I, you know, maybe I'm not so focused on this practice squad again. I'm just kind of thinking of like, man, you know, Micah Kaiser, but the thing is you get, uh, new DC, and maybe the system is a little bit more difficult to learn, or maybe you don't fit as well in it, into it. And so, yeah, all those things. And yeah, you always lose a couple guys that you thought were going to make it. I couldn't figure out what they were trying to do with Jake Gervais. Couldn't he? I couldn't figure out either. I, I know they, they liked him, which would tell me that we may see him on the practice squad at some point. There are also a couple of really interesting cuts from other teams that, you know, I think we may hear the Rams kick some tires on as well. So I'm not even sure this 53-man roster is the one that's going to stick for opening day, honestly. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not so sold that it will stay the way it is. But also, Corey, now, man, I'm really bad with names. You know that. But Corey... Boyquez, okay, the punter who was giving, man, gave Johnny Hecker a run for his money in camp this year. It, I mean, wouldn't have surprised us at all if he won the job, especially with what Johnny Hecker's contract was looking like. Well, the Rams trade here to Green Bay with a seventh-round pick for next year, uh, 2023 in exchange for a 2023 sixth-round pick. So they basically took a guy they were going to cut and sent Pacquiao in the seventh-round pick to get a sixth-round pick back. Smooth move. And in the process, Johnny Hecker renegotiates his contract, and he will remain with the team. Want to give Hecker some love here or what? I mean, you know, obviously... You know, I played with a guy named Dale Hatcher my first number of years, and that dude could kick kick the ball, the leather off the ball, but he had kind of a mental block, you know, kind of quiet kid uh, from, I think he was from somewhere in Georgia, and he just would be nervous as heck, and I'm like, okay, Dale, you've been kicking, like, for a number of years here. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but Stu, I got to. I got to, you know, do this and do that. And so uh, those guys, as well as the kickers and, you know, field goal guys, man, there's a lot of pressure because the thing is, well, this is all you do. So they want you to be able to cough and corner. uh, Hey, kick it up high this time. Hey, kick it over his head. Hey, kick it and make it spin down backwards so he'll drop it. And so it's a lot more pressure than what it would seem. And to your point, this young man, uh, is it Borchaquiz? Borchaquiz? I mean, that's why I was having problems with him. I mean, that's that. Bor- <laughs> I just, 
Yeah, the, the name, game but, shot. I don't want to disrespect you know, the guy's this, name. This guy, in in all intents and purposes, I think if it's not Johnny Hecker and the fact that he went in restructured and did what he needed to do, uh, that kid Corey is is probably our punter. Uh, I mean, we see this eventually. If you don't retire this game called the NFL, it will retire you. Father mm-hmm. Time has never lost, and so. Uh, though you have these fan favorites, eventually they either are going to retire or like what happened with Cam Newton today. See you later, Cam. We're going to go with the young guy. And you go, wow, this dude was just like MVP of the, the league, right? And had him in the deep in the playoffs or Super Bowl. And now this guy's on the street. So these cuts, man, they, they get real when you get down to these last. 53-man roster situation for every team. Now, let's, let's look at this roster as is right now. Let's see, you know, how you feel about it. We'll start, well, I mean, let's take a look at, we'll go corner. That's what works alphabetically, I guess. Cornerbacks. For the Rams this year, we only kept four, four corners. David Long Jr., Jalen Ramsey. Robert Rochelle, Darius Williams, those are your corners. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, I think I'm looking at the wrong. Uh, well, they depth kept chart. six. I mean, so again, they kept six safeties though. Right, right, right. Uh, and so that's interesting because that means some of these guys probably are playing in the nickel. Now, I saw Juju Hughes playing uh-huh. inside and outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's more of, like you said, a numbers game. Typically, if you add those up, six safeties and four 10 DBs, mm, that's probably about right. They are going to keep eight to 10 pretty much on every team. So whether they're corners or something, but those corners look solid. Cool. I mean, that's a nice set of corners there. I'm looking at yeah. safety. Your boy, Juju. I, I was going to throw him out the way because he's a Fresno State guy. I know That's you right. love Let's yourself some Juju. Okay. Um, <laughs> look at these other safeties now. With John Johnson gone, Terrell Burgess, Jordan Fuller. I mean, these are – this is a – I mean, let's just say this is an inexperienced group overall in terms I mean, you guys, you guys are two, three years in the league. Taylor Rapp was out a lot last year. Struggled when he was in the lineup. He's got right. a lot to prove this year. Jordan Fuller was – a find out of Ohio State, by the way. Yes, okay, Terrell Burgess got hurt, was having a solid first year. Nick Scott is the – he's a special team standout, and I'm kind of waiting to see what Juju's – what his role is going to be. And, then, of course, you have the other dude up there, Reed. He's kind of like legal with defensive back, G.R. Reed, but he's, I guess he's kind of a tweener here. I'm concerned about the safeties, and we know – how with with you the questions already inside the linebackers with the linebackers in a second, but the questions at linebacker, especially inside, having those safeties set. And it's moments like this when I'm missing John Johnson, man, like <laughs> I never had to worry about the safeties when John Johnson was back there. And now I'm a little concerned. You're a safety. Well, you tell me, yeah. tell me I'm wrong. Well, I think we're solid with Mr. Jordan Fuller. 
And now you have to find the guy who plays opposite, whether it's rap, whether it's Burgess, Scott, you know, maybe Juju slips in there. To me, Juju was he was doing some things as far as being physical in his play. But again, as you noted, a lot of these guys who aren't going to be the frontline starters and even a lot of the frontline starters now still are playing, expected to play special teams. So we have a saying, you got to be special to be on special teams. And I think that a number of these guys are, but I think you're solid with Jordan. And then the question is, who's going to be opposite him on a full-time basis? Yeah, I, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at, even nickel packages. I'm looking at run stopping packages. Where do these defensive backs kind of fit in in those areas? Especially given, I still believe the inside linebackers are the weakness of the, of the defense. So where do they fit in? Let's go to those linebackers. Let's go to the linebackers and inside. Traven Howard, Troy Reader, Kenny Young. Other linebackers that they on the roster right now: Justin Hollins, Ernest Jones, Matthew Orzek. No, that's right. He's a long, long snapper. My bad. Long snapper. Make sure I didn't miss anybody else. Outside linebackers, Leonard Floyd. Chris Garrett made the roster. Good for him. Terrell Lewis. Uncle Rockwell made it. That's Those are our linebackers right now. Inside, Traven, Reader, Young. <sighs> Hollins will be in and out of there, I'm sure. Ernest Jones will be in and out of there. Some edge work, some not edge work. How do you feel about these inside linebackers, especially supporting the run? Well, you know, you want your backers to be able to cover. You want them to be able to absolutely, absolutely feel holes, make tackles in there. We call it the box. And I think these guys are going to be fine at doing that. The question always becomes, you know, if a guy gets banged up, then does the, is it a big drop-off or just a little drop-off or maybe no drop-off at all? I think ultimately they're going to rely on their front four to be the cog of the defense. Typically, it's a little bit. They're just saying we went in the trenches and all that good stuff. But really, <clears throat> when you look at all these great defenses, they've always had great linebacker play. So. In order for us to be that team that everybody wants us to be, these linebackers, whomever they are, are going to have to be the ones that really step up. We'll see here. Uh, defensive line, with Sean Robinson being out, there's concern there. Michael Hector in the roster spot, Greg Gaines, Sebastian Day, who did improve a lot last year, Jonah Williams, of course, the great Aaron Donald, Bobby Brown the third, and Ashawn makes a team as well. Ashawn though could be out for a few weeks. Not we don't know yet if it's going to be six or less, depending on, on how the Rams designate him. But when Michael Brockers is traded, that's kind of your security blanket. He's gone. Ashawn was supposed to be a big part of this defensive line, especially in run stopping. And he showed some flashes in the pass rush last year as well. So I'm I'm very I'm gonna say it, I'm concerned there. He's their he's their biggest hog in the middle there. 330 pounds. And as you should, as you should, because 
there's a reason why they got him here and he's here. But yeah, you can't foresee. And I don't know that they have a program that can calculate, well, the what if scenarios, if this person gets injured or not. And, and maybe they do. In this league, though, it seems like things happen so quickly where you're outside with your family, walking to the store, riding your bike to the store, or going to the store in your own vehicle. There seems to be, uh, I just had a senior moment. I lost where I was going with well, my that's analogy. Because that's because you're old and decrepit. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Reminded me of Norm when Norm was on the show. I used to hammer Norm with those old jokes, man. And you could, you could, you could sense, you can sense like the underlying. He's gritting his teeth as I get him with him, and that's when the threats of violence have come from his way. That's what. It yeah, me of yeah, now. yeah. I'm like, okay, where where are we going with this, dude? Yeah, I don't know. I was on some rabbit trail, I guess. Uh, but Bring ultimately, back in. what you're what you're saying is. If you have a guy you brought in and he's part and he's shown shown that he is can be what he was brought here for, it's always, hey man, next next man up. But is the next man up really ready? And that's the thing that makes it difficult for any team, offense or defense defensively, to have consistency throughout a, a year is injuries. You just can't replace certain guys as easy as that you would hope no matter who's backing them up. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to see again, my main concern though, man, I was telling my sons as we're coming home, I'm like, you know, watching our own team and the second, you know, two, two pretty physical games, the first ones. But the thing is, I think like, man, what if they hadn't even had this, you know, we would be so less prepared we would be less prepared for tomorrow i mean our friday's game against a good opponent as well so i just don't know how this not playing starters and stuff in the preseason it just seems like these teams are setting themselves up to start out coming out the gate slow so i don't know what do you what i mean we've talked about it off what do you think well i think i I you know, in 2019, when all those that weird camp happened or anything, I had a really, really rough feeling. You know, trying to fight that feeling. And I know that there's going to be those who listen to the show and say, well, you're a Debbie Downer. You're a Debbie Downer. Listen, we're going to be real with you. This is a very talented roster, which has a lot of good stars at almost every position. But the depth has a lot of question marks. As it should. When you're payroll is top heavy you have to fill underneath in the depth with guys who are going to be young inexpensive and you got to hope you're going to develop them and so that's what we're seeing now and a couple injuries here and a couple injuries there throw a lot of question marks into what this team can do in my view the rams defensively offensively across the board and we'll get the offense in a second here but this could be a, a 13 and 4, 14 and 3 team go to Super Bowl. Or you're two or three injuries, key injuries away from going 6 and 11, 7 and 10. Add in the question marks about all the new coaches on the staff. The, they're, 
Mike, that sounds Debbie Downerish. But this is the they play in the toughest division in the NFL right now. And if they're not healthy and ready to go every week, and if they're not meshing as a team, and the guys underneath aren't developing, this could go from a very promising season to a crappy season in a hurry. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm kind of taking that wait and see approach because we don't really know how this team will settle. So I see this high ceiling, and I see a sub-500 floor. That's what, has, that's what concerns me. I look at the entire defense, defensive line. That depth behind the big dogs, like the Aaron Donalds, behind, um, now with Sean out, the linebacking core was kind of like the hidden issue last year. What happens now that you don't have a guy like Sean Robinson in the middle to kind of protect the run game there some by plugging those holes? You're losing John Johnson. If those safeties don't come together, someone gets hurt. That, think about this for a minute. Those safeties last year, you know, I, I'm a big Jordan Fuller fan. I like, I like Burgess as well. But all those guys got hurt. Rap got hurt. Every single one of those guys got hurt last year. Even Nick Scott got hurt last year. Th- that's reason for concern. And especially after a camp where a lot of injuries took place. Get oh, what I'm there's saying? no doubt. There's no doubt. There's definitely no doubt. And there's, I don't think it's Debbie Downerish. I think you got to look at the mirror as it is and see the reflection of, again, yourself. In this case, it's the Rams. And you can look at, because as great as Aaron Donald is, we saw at the end of the year when he got nicked up in the playoffs. And when he couldn't go at the level he was, you saw, you know, a little bit of struggle. So a little bit. <laughs> well, come on, I'm trying to keep it somewhat positive, but but yeah, it, it it was like whoa, big drop off. He's standing on the sideline, and it's like okay, okay, is anyone else going to kind of really step up? And so that's where, as you say, the depth thing really comes into play, and. It's almost like you're feeling like we're at Vegas right now. You know, we got to roll these dice. Are we going to crap out or not because of the things that they had to do some degree and paying players and trying to get other players and draft picks and things like that? Uh, You have to really rely upon your scouting department to really find these what we would call treasures. But the players that are the treasures, like I'm not a treasure. I just never got a chance. Now I'm getting a chance. I'm going to show you what I could do. So we have those kinds of guys on the roster, and then we need them to actually show that they can do something more than like, oh, man, these guys, come on. So as long as you said, as the maturation and development happens, then, again, West Need and the rest of them are going to look like they are the greatest thing and management of an NFL team that you can get. So, uh, yeah, all good stuff, man. I mean, offensively, there's questions there, too. Your your running back is gone. Gone. He's not going back this year. Not coming back. I <laughs> like what they got, though. I mean, let's go look at the running backs here first offensively. Yep. Jake Funk. 
guy who, who recovered from two torn ACLs to make the team. That's pretty cool. Daryl Henderson is dangerous. Okay, and there are times when he's really flashed that danger, but he's also been nicked up a couple of times. So Michelle has, has injuries, but he's he's a bona fide talent if they if he could find his role in the offense. Might not be as explosive as he was, but in tandem with Henderson, I think they're gonna be okay. Not yeah. I mean, Camel's our guy, so that stinks, but I think they'll be okay. Going to the quarterback position, there's a little bit of a stutter. Bryce Perkins made the team, had a great camp. Obviously deserved it, but usually the Rams have been going with two quarterbacks. But Matt Stafford is the number one guy. He's a guy who apparently, I mean, everybody's happy with him, okay? Almost everybody. The Jerry Goff lovers aren't, but too late for that, okay? Uh, John Wolford is the guy who's been selling him now number two. Sean McVay likes him. He's a hard worker. He'll fit. Solid backup. Bryce Perkins, I think, eventually, if the Rams keep him, will eventually surpass Wolford in the, in the lineup and become that backup. Perkins was, I, th- I think he can be a legit backup, if not more, in the NFL. I really like him. I, I like everything that he's doing um, to, to be a professional in this league. He uses his legs well. He's, you know, he's, he's young. He's still got a lot of rawness to him. But I, I was very impressed with Bryce Perkins. Yeah, I agree. And I and I think, yeah, I see that happening sooner than later uh, just because overall size, height. And it's kind of like if you got the same thing or any near close, well, what are you going to take? Well, you're going to take the guy that's a little bit bigger, and a little bit taller. But I think the advantage really for John and Bryce are that they're getting to play behind now a true, true veteran in Matthew Stafford. So you got some tutoring that's going to happen that now can separate one of those two backups from being the solid backup and maybe the other one no longer being with the team. But uh, I agree. I think uh, Mr. Perkins did a lot. It would have been interesting, though, to see John Walford playing in, in there. I mean, did he play in the first game? I don't, I don't, think, he, I don't think he played at all, man. Yeah, you know, I think they were just evaluating Bryce and the other guy they let go. And it's like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just saw some stuff this preseason. I just 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 don't agree with. What do you mean? Well, just the fact that a lot of these guys didn't play. So how do you evaluate? Remember, Wolford had the appendectomy. Oh, that's right. That's right. I don't know why I missed that. The reason why, you know, I'm looking... I'm looking on so, the thing. I don't see. He's got an excuse for him. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, you know, the thing with, with Wolford, too, I mean, this is what kind of really won him over last year with, with McVeigh was, a fact, his work ethic is off yes. the chart. And, you know, that's, that's a big deal to McVeigh. What kind of – and I don't know, honestly. I mean, I don't know. What kind of work ethic will Bryce Perkins take in comp? Because I think it's foolish for anybody to think if he makes a team, I think it's foolish to think it's still not a quarterback competition for two and three, in my view. If you make the team, there's a guy in front of you, you should be still competing no matter what. So I'm, I'm very curious what his work ethic will be in learning the Vey offense and continuing to grow as we get into the season because I really think there's something there with him. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And believe me, oh, there's a quarterback. Uh, competition for really the number twos, no doubt about it. Now, to your point, 
Now, does Bryce kind of take his foot off the gas pedal a little bit like, whew, you know, they finally, they, they saw me all last year in the scout, and now they, you know, or does he now pick it up and go, I'm going to go get this number two, and man, I'm going to start pushing for the number one. I don't know, but you would hope that he doesn't say, okay, cool, I'm on the team now, or however they work it out, and we'll find pretty quick, uh, we'll find out pretty quick as far as, are they going to go at two and three and then just uh, sit a guy for the day of the game? But then you somewhat lose a spot because that's one of the 53. And if you sit the quarterback, well, yeah, I don't know how that would work. So, yeah, man, I'm 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 kind of excited to see what that actually is. But I also somewhat feel bad, you know, with Walford and as you're saying, appendectomy. He didn't get a, a real, real chance to so super solidify uh, everything that he had going, though he was going to be the starter in the playoffs had he not gotten hurt. So we'll see. Yes, we, yeah, we are going to see. I'm very curious there. Wide receivers here. Wide receivers, 2-2 Atwell, led the team in receiving this preseason. Deshaun Jackson made the team as well. Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Ben Skowronek, rookie from Notre Dame, made the team, and Robert Woods. So those are your wide receivers. Uh, I'm eyeballing. I'm eyeballing Van Jefferson. That's my key right now. We know what Robert Woods is going to do. We know what Cooper Cup's going to do. We even know what Deshaun Jackson's going to do. But Van Jefferson was picked to become that guy. I'm very, very curious here. I want to see what he does. I'm, I, you know, I'm excited for him, actually. I think with Jared Goff already having chemistry with the other guys beforehand, you, you already kind of have him at a disadvantage with Jared Goff. But now Matt, Matthew Stafford comes in, and he's got to start at the ground level with everybody. So what's that mean? I think it means a lot of good things for Van Jefferson. Oh, for sure. Van, you know, I've been saying, man, why isn't this guy getting a lot more playing time? So I don't know. I just, when I see that, and it's obvious, this guy should be on the field more as two things. Either I'm looking at it and seeing things, and maybe he doesn't know the playbook well enough. That just would be odd because he's been a high performer at that position. The other thing is, which is more a little, a little more sinister, you know, some of these guys have some uh, playtime incentives that teams are like, yeah, we can control if that guy actually gets those. And so it almost seems more like that. Like, yeah, we're not we're not trying to pay a million dollars that he's now playing more than 50 percent of the time. No, we'll just keep it where he's not going to hit that milestone or that threshold. And we don't necessarily have to pay him. But. I'm with you. I think this guy is going to end up taking over the whole thing, and he'll be the eventual go-to guy, in my opinion. I mean, that's where I'm at. Now, tight ends. Jacob Harris, Tyler Higby, Bryson Hopkins, Johnny Munt. Now, we know Johnny Munt's going to be the guy who's kind of a blocker. Bryson Hopkins, though, been hearing lots of good things about him. Been hearing lots of things about Jacob Harrison. Of course, you know all about Tyler Higby. I think we're going to see more this year of a mix. You know, the Rams originally were 11 personnel. 
They went to 12 personnel more in 2019. And we saw a little bit of everything last year. I think we're going to see a whole lot of a little bit of everything between 11 personnel, 12 personnel this year. I think we're going to see a lot of mixing and matching to try and keep teams off balance. That's why we're going to, that's why they got four tight ends there, three or more receiving tight ends than anything else. Thoughts? Yeah, I think that uh, the big thing is going to be consistency. We, we saw those guys, different ones, do some things, a game here, a game there. But you want to see the consistency, and I want to see Coach McVay kind of stick to his own guns. You know, if you were great at calling plays with two tight ends and different things, well, let's see what that actually looks like. Or are we just because we're on the West Coast, we're just automatically going to run a form of the West Coast offense. And all these offenses, they can say what they all they're all a form of the West Coast offense by the late, great Bill Walsh. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. I just keep, can't wait till the games because he's going to be playing some of his former coaches. And I want to see if McVay can prevail this time around. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, that's, that's a huge deal for us. You know, they, he struggled with Kyle Shanahan some. He, you know, he's got... Other guys who who know his playbook a little bit, I am one of the people who would say that I believe over the course of years where, where the argument's been, well, he doesn't adjust. He doesn't adjust. I believe he has adjusted. I think in many cases the personnel weren't there for him to make the adjustments he wanted to make. And he had issues with golf. So I don't think there's room for excuses this year. This is more his team now than ever. So... Here we go. He's got his quarterback. They've made their moves. I'm really interested in seeing how McVay grows this year and how he steps forward. But in order to do that, you need an offensive line. And that's where we finish things off here. The offensive line, Brian Allen, Tremaine Ankrum, Austin Corbett, David Edwards, Bobby Evans, Rob Havenstein, A.J. Jackson, Joe Nopum, and Andrew Whitworth. What's becoming a veteran line? Lots of games in between them. A couple of new guys in there. But these are guys we know. And a lot of these guys have had struggles in the last couple of years. How are you feeling about the personnel on this line? Well, I think you, as you were calling those names off, you just think of, okay, when we were healthy, okay, pretty solid. When you have to now start making a guy a a center to a guard or a guard to a tackle or a tackle to the other tackle, then again, you're not only, yes, you got guys that maybe can do it, but you still have a time that they have to get up to speed at the new position. So the more consistency you have from having to move guys around, the better you're going to be long-term. And I think that's what's going to benefit Matthew Stafford and the rest of the offense is if they if the line is able to be one that's together consistently and you just build a natural bond to keep your guy quarterback upright not getting just tattered into the turf so I have to believe Matthew Stafford goes home every night and kisses his wife and says you know lovely whatever he says to her and go man we have hit the jackpot because I have to imagine the line that he's been playing behind for years, 
He's like, yeah, I'm, they don't let anything happen to me in practice, you know, and so on and so forth. But that's why I would love to see a guy like him, even if it's just a series or two in the preseason. And and I get even if you do that, well, a guy could get injured. Yeah, but as soon as you put him in in the game in the real season, what if the first snap? So I just think that that's a thing because it is a lot more uh this it's sped up a lot more and again this dude's a veteran it's not something he's not going to see but to your point when you play in a tough conference that we're playing in there's no weekends or weeks that you can go oh man we can just kind of let it down we can let those guys play no it's going to be like that every single week so uh it'll be interesting to see over time hopefully stand mostly injury feet free and i believe we'll have a a great great season so overall when you're looking at this roster as you get ready to close the show now now all these decisions have been made where do you put this team in the nfc west right now right now i would say uh they're going to be fighting for the top spot or second again Barring any super major injuries, I'm going to say the upgrade, in my opinion, of Matthew Stafford is going to put them automatically in the playoffs unless something crazy happens. How about you? I'm going back to what I said earlier. The, the, <laughs> the talent's there. I don't want to be a fence guy. I don't want to be a fence guy. I also don't want to be a guy who who... Um, blow smoke here. If I'm right. going to be honest, the talents there, there are just too many question marks for me to say, hey, uh, Super Bowl win here, okay? But if I'm going to go on talent alone at the, at the key positions and what we know this team can do, first or second place, 13 and 4, 12 and 5 team. Maybe if everything works out, you get a higher seal than that. If everything blows up, we're talking a six, a six, seven win team. Nothing more than that. I mean, too much talent unless all those guys get hurt. But I mean, you mentioned something key for me. All it took was Aaron Donald to make the number one defense in the league look mortal, more yeah, than mortal. Yeah, they lose Aaron Donald in the middle, they're in trouble, and right. everybody in the league knows it. So right. Aaron Donald's a marked man. Right. Right. So, you know, not playing him in the preseason, yeah, that might be, you know, because now you got some rookies. Yeah, I'm going to get something on Aaron Donald so at least I can put it on my Twitter feed. So, yeah, it's going to be. But, you know, Aaron Donald's a big boy. He can take care of himself. Uh, I shouldn't say a big boy, but a big big guy, grown up. Uh and but again, I just know offensively looking at my own high school team, it takes a time for those things to get gelled and moving. We got a you know new OC and we're putting in a new offense this year and we see glimpses and we go back and watch the film and go, hey, man, if you would have thrown it there. Hey, man, if you would just got your block. Hey, if you just did this. So those are growing pains of new offense, new scheme and now time playing in that new offense and new scheme. Advantage those guys have, man, they're pros. They've been pros. 
they hopefully pick up things a little bit easier than the next person and it doesn't take as long. But you're now talking about true route running and timing. So routes in NFL are all timing routes. And that's where I'm like, yeah, you're not going to have that game time speed and to be able to, since you haven't seen it yet, it's going to, to me, you're just, I don't know, you're just shooting yourself in the foot by not having these guys play a little bit. Mm-hmm. So overall, I agree. If Aaron Donald goes down, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's right. But you know what? I'm not going to think that way. I think, there I we go. think the Rams are going to be smarter. I think that every member of that defense will have his back, and anybody tries anything funny out there, it's on. So. You know, take the positive approach, and there you go. There's just there's a lot to look about this team. There's just a lot of question marks, and hopefully by the time week four rolls around, they've answered those question marks. Now by the time week four comes around, we're going to know if hey they got all the right guys in the coaching staff they needed. We're going to know if the offensive line's working. We're going to know if Matthew Stafford's working, and we'll all be at ease. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I think they have the right schedule for that early on. I mean. There's a gauntlet part of the schedule later on in the year, which I wouldn't want them to do that early. So there's a lot of room for them to to, to make it through just fine. I just, you know, you, until those questions are answered, nobody really wants to have to, you know, look at those and think, okay, well, this is the potential negative here. There's a lot to like about the team, and all it takes is a few things go right, and we're off to the races. This is a, a great year. Parting question, though, with this roster. With its strengths and its weaknesses. To me, I know the Seahawks are, everybody, you know, likes the Seahawks. In my view, the measuring stick is and always will be the 49ers. I've been saying this for two years now. The 49ers are, are built to beat the Rams with their front seven in the defense, the way it is. Okay. And in those these last couple of years, the Rams haven't had a problem beating the, the Seahawks. They've got a big problem beating the 49ers. Beat the 49ers, all bets are off. They are still the measuring stick. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And, you know, if you got a mental edge, they went 2-1 and in the preseason. We went 0-3. And, and you go, well, we weren't really trying to do that. Yeah, but nobody wants to be offers, regardless. Now the Falcons are 0-3. Uh, the Vikings and Packers are 0-3. The Lions are 0-3. And, you know, a bunch of teams 0-3. The Cowboys 0-4. And Giants. So, again, maybe everybody's just taking this approach of, yeah, we don't really need preseason. But I, I just don't. I just, again, timing and everything that has to go into being productive as an offensive unit, defensive unit, uh, and you're you know, hearing your DC or your OC calling plays, all those things in the heat and the up-tempo of a regular season game are going to be different as well as once it gets to playoffs. Again, advantage we have, you know, Vance Joseph has been a quality DC. He's been a head coach. And so I don't know that pressure is going to get to him or things like that, but sometimes pressure is, well, why aren't we winning as much as we should be? And then you start grinding and then that's when walls can, the the wheels can fall off or you turn it around. So 
if Tampa Bay can look like they were never going to be anything and then win the Super Bowl, well, we got a chance to do the same. So uh, I'm excited just to see, you know, college football get going, then NFL get going, and then let's go, Drillers, you get going too. <laughs> get it all together. All right, folks, it's time for us to go. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkRams. You can follow me on Twitter at DCApollo. You can follow Mike at OneDuke23. Don't forget us. Um, don't forget us all week, all year this year. And I've been promising you guys to run the league. I've got them all ready to go. Timing isn't working right, but over the next league the opening day, we'll get all those touring the league interviews out there. In the meantime, have a great one. We'll see you in a couple days. See you in a few. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.